But this minute, this one coming up, that's going to be the one the Red Hot Chili Peppers were talking about. This is one hot minute. One hot minute. Oh, hot man. Oh. Hot them. Slap that funky bass, small man. Hot minute. I don't have anything else for that. No, that's all right. <laughs> you can say something hot about hot sauce. Me love me some me, hot sauce. Me love me some hot sauce. Speaking of hot sauce, mm. you made hot sauce. I made hot sauce. Not long ago. Yeah. I tried it mm. uh, yesterday. Did you like it? Oh. It oh. was some kind of... Um, sour taste. Not sour, but like... There was some roasted pineapple in it. Yeah. That would have been it. Mm-hmm. There you go. I had it on some fly delice. Fried lice. Fried lice, yes. Had the little. Had the little fried lice with uh, the hot sauce. And also speaking of hot sauce, we got our shipment of six bottles from the UK. Satan's Gravy. Satan's Gravy from Cario Band. They are literally on display on the shelf. Those are yours. Those are mine? Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> I, we are, so we're in hot sauce. We are happy hot sauce people right now. Happy hot sauce people right happy now. Happy hot sauce. Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Such good vibes. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks. Where we discuss what to give a fuck about in your busy lives. Rating it from 1 to 10 on the fuck score. I'm Marius. And again, right in front of me is... Al. Hi. Hi. How are you doing there? I'm good. You're crossing your legs like... Uh... Like an old man. Well, I was going to say like Sharon Stone in uh, Basic Instinct. Or an old man. <laughs> <laughs> or an old man. You with your kilt on, giving yep. me a little peek of the pie. Mm-hmm. With no your, peeking. No, <laughs> with your mountain climbing boots on. Yep. It's, that's some contrast right there. Yeah. It's a good job I'm, uh, I'm trying to find excited myself. by varied, uh, <laughs> varied uh, outdoor clothing ranges. <laughs> it's a feast for the eyes. Yeah. It really is. But still no peeking. I could, you know what? I'm going to peek. You're going to pee. I might pee. One time I went to the grocery store. Several times though. But one time in this outfit, mm-hmm. the lady behind the counter, she was like, I'm I'm not going to peek. And then I went out or I put my uh, groceries in the bag. Mm-hmm. And I was walking out. And then I turned around and she was looking. I'm like, ah, oh, you right. said you weren't going to peek. You peeked at my bits. <laughs> Speaking of peeking. Speaking of peeking. Yeah, peeking duck. Yeah. How are you? Oh, that is a big, juicy and well-received question. Yeah. Uh, just to put it in context, this episode will air more or less as we record it, which yeah. is interesting for us. So I can say how I am now. Uh, and, and the listeners. listeners will know how you are today. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting one. Uh, Not if they or they're going to know it when they listen. It. I am good. You Thank good. you. Uh, I've had a visit uh, from Blighty from Brexit Land, mm-hmm. uh, Pound Land. God knows how long that'll be for. Um, but the uh, visit or no, I know how long the visit is, but yeah. how long uh, it'll actually be. Um, 
how long it'll actually be. Yeah. England, Brexit, whatever's going on, there seem to be some delay to the plans at the moment, but now there's going to be a general election um, in December. Is any of this telling you how I am? Uh, I am fine in and of myself. Thank you. Um, for any listeners who care, uh, I'm they all enjoying do. the season shift. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying the cool Christmas of autumn coming in. Um I've been enjoying the uh, colors a yeah. lot more this year than ever, it's actually. It's been remarkable. Yeah. And the fact that you can really engage in kind of outside walks and trips from here to there, and it's fresh and it's blustery and it's it's good. It's engaging. And I do love the vegetables this time of year. Um, some beautiful uh, apples, pears, lots of good stuff at the local markets, beetroots, swedes and stuff. So that makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still uh, dry, still not uh, had anything to drink. Um, not bad. So that's also contributing to my good frame of mind. And I've used that sort of to make sure that I'm kind of setting up stuff in the months ahead which is stuff I've been wanting to do for a long time to kind of make some personal development and that's all playing out uh, are, you, right are you do you think you're gonna drink ever again or are you enjoying not drinking or I'm enjoying not drinking I don't want to I don't want to be like uh, I don't want to make them I think it in one way what it's helped me to see is where in my behavior in years gone by or in my life I am prone to be quite impulsive and quite um, it's all or nothing in relation to some things and for for me who kind of does creative stuff and does um, things that are often about the development of a process and being curious and being open to things taking a turn and working with it other areas or other things I feel the need to make quite concrete choices one way or the other yeah. because it helps me then to focus my energy <clears throat> refocus my energy in a different way um, so if I said no I never want to drink again that would be way too categorical I don't think that would be helpful for myself and my frame of mind anyway Yeah, but as of now and as of today, one day is an important way. You're only living one day at a time. And yeah, I have no particular desire to. Um, and I'm looking forward to the regular things in the day, um, just like I'm sure you are. So let me... Oh, you going to say but, something. But this was something you decided to try out after our talk about it on one of the episodes yeah and that's what some of the listeners also responded to was how was it that i was so sort of calmly able to articulate the benefits and then make a choice to have a period where you're not drinking yeah, yeah right and i think it was basically hearing that sense of equilibrium's equilibrium and routine uh in my voice when I when I spoke about it and thought, well, surely at a time in my life when I'm quite busy as a family man and a creative man, and I have a lot I want to do as I get older, I should really be able to 
access and do all of these things within my day without having that sort of uh that need um to have a drink kind of that it almost justifies what i'm doing before during and after it yeah. gives me a time frame i should be able to cope with setting the time frame and the structure myself yeah. and i have and it's been a healthy process to do that and see that hmm. um and yeah i mean nothing is forever forever isn't forever true so <laughs> let's just see let's swing it bound let's take up the fook mirror uh, fook which mirror. is beautifully beveled <laughs> with uh fook giving of many moons onto yourself how are you doing i'm good yeah like i said been enjoying fall mm. probably for the first time in my life like really enjoying fall oh, profound because profound biscuit mm, mm. all the colors and the things are changing outside and I've been really enjoying that hmm. for once. That's good. Yeah. And I think it's worth uh, uh, saying again, since this will go out on the day, the things that we've been enjoying and l putting attention to, we've got gradual impact and feedback from. I think it's really good that you say that you can enjoy autumn for the first time in such a way, because I think we've via our desire or effort to give a little bit of time give a give a bit of a fook about one or two things yeah and open up that possibility for others we've kind of made it possible for ourselves to see how to give a fook about things around us in a different way mm -hmm. um so maybe it's because i'm getting older oh you're so old i'm so old you so <laughs> you so old <laughs> So, oh, so. sitting here in my leg people giving up their seat on the bus for you <laughs> yeah old. oh look at that guy <laughs> he that needs guy. to sit down yeah, he looks terrible <laughs> look at that long white beard <laughs> and those white glasses all your clothes will just go gray and yeah. then they'll go white <laughs> you'll shift monotones yeah ah <laughs> oh, so uh where where else do we find ourselves on the good voyage of fook mm. are we Heading into a topic, have we got anything to address with the viewers? Or oh, viewers, crikey, O'Reilly. Listeners. With the listeners. Um, we might be shifting the um, the HQ of mm. the two Fooks. Interesting. There might be some uh, moving, hmm. some of the participants in the hmm. two Fooks uh, hmm. crew. The two Fooks crew might be... Uh, developing their their uh, their respective uh, living situation. Li life journeys. Yeah, but we can we can kind of leave it there. Let mm -hmm. the listeners get a little bit like, oh, what do you say? Wait, what's, what's that there? But what's happening? But but why two, don't they say but two folks? <laughs> I want to know more. Well, you're gonna have to tune in next week and find out, dear listener, for sure. Because the journey don't stop here. No, no, uh, uh, not up in here. No, no, no. We cool. want to. We want to continue this. Yes. Either way, mm. whatever hap whatever is happening. Mm. Come on, then. I'm I'm ready. I've I've I've. Uh... You've had some time to uh, to think about. <laughs> I've things? had some. Well, yes. I mean, uh, ironically, of course, I've had time to think and just let it flow. 
which has been kind of interesting in the uh, in the interim when we've been waiting to um, meet up and have a recording session. Also, hmm. I met your mom. You met my mom. Wonderful mom. Which is who you have visit from. I do. Mm-hmm. And she is a huge fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. That would be so weird since she's sort of in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom, pottering around, taking <laughs> ink cartridges to an ink cartridge shop. Really? Yeah. Getting refilled? Yeah. Can you do that now? Uh, you can't get them refilled, but you can get exchange. Uh-huh. So trying to watch out for that environmental footprint there. And you get pant. And you get a bit of a discount on the new ones. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know that. At Shell and Company. Hello, Shell and Company, who we also bought our Rode microphones from. Mm-hmm. All up in the house. All up in there. I'm going to be honest, I was a bit dismissive of the shop in the first place because I thought it just looked like a shop full of stuff you don't really need. But it's actually quite a specific niche technology, digital electronics place. Yeah. And they sell those miniature screwdrivers and stuff you need for very fine work. Mm-hmm. which you don't get most other places. Have you bought them? No. Do you need them? Uh, at some points. Yeah. Then you know where to buy them. Then I know where to buy them. Shell and company. Hello. 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 Okay. Okay. Lay lay a big uh, healthy serving of Fook on the Fook sandwich station. Um, solo traveling. Ooh. Have you done any of that? Solo traveling. Yeah. Have you, you have you ever been on like vacation? Just just you? No. I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. I've traveled alone. Yeah. Um two places. Sometimes for quite a while. Um We were talking about it yesterday, the first time I ever came to Norway, we were living in Cornwall in the south uh west of England. That was about a 20-hour journey uh, with coaches and trains and getting to airports and waiting. 20 hours? Well, it took quite a while with the with the waits and the coaches and the trains from southwest England in those days all the way up to Heathrow and then waiting for your plane and then flying. And then I went to Hogerson and then it was from Hogerson down with the ferries. What? It was all worth it, though. I'm yeah. here now. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Take that, Vikings. <laughs> How'd you like a taste of your own medicine? <laughs> Englishmen coming to Norway. Yeah, gosh, Invading gosh our country yeah. like that. I, I think sharing my culture, whatever that might be. Uh, yes. Um, but other than but 20 that, hours, that's insane. It was ridiculous. How I'm, many years ago is that? Uh, 16. The travel industry has come a long way since then. Oh, here, yeah. yeah. But privatization of rail networks doesn't help because then you're waiting for trains at swap stations and they don't come or they've gone early or you're delayed or whatever. So that's the only stuff that ends up taking time. I'm going to Florida next week. What? I was going to say Cuba, Cabana, Costa del what? (laughs) But that's got nothing to do with Florida. No. Alligators, sunshine, Gators. oranges, mm-hmm. no doubt, the band. Sunshine State. Anaheim, Sunshine State. Sharks. Snoop Dogg. Sharks. California? No, that was Tupac. I'm oh, not dear. familiar with the... Uh... California... Dreaming? Beach Boys? 
Hotel California, yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. I'm going to try and find everything I can. Florida. 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 Flow Rider. Flow Rider. He's from Florida. Is he though? Yeah. Well, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're going to have to fact check that one. Yeah. If he hasn't, he's made a big investment on that back tattoo that says Flow Rider and a picture of Florida. Hmm. So we're going to have to figure that one He'll out. He'll probably reach out to us and say he where he's from. He might meet you at the airport. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. He has, he's just like a delegate. That's why he's called Flowrider. <laughs> <laughs> he works at the airport now that his uh, couple of singles have done well. No, he's diversified. He's meet and greet. Yeah. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who are you? Flowrider. Flowrider. Okay. Okay. Traveling alone, solo traveling. Lay it on me. Get specific. I'm going to visit some old friends mm. that I know there because mm. I lived there almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, going to get some sun, relax, meet up with friends. So cool. Dive with sharks without the cage. Be careful. Yeah. Don't punch them. No. If you have a tiny cup, put a plaster on it before you go swimming. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. Apologies, it's accepted. <laughs> oh. I'm so... But that was it. One too many. Yeah. Not accepted. Okay. Um, and how do you want to elaborate on the idea of um, solo traveling in relation to that? Oh, that was... This was something I wrote down long before I even booked a flight so or I booked a flight yesterday so yeah but I was just curious to hear your thoughts on the idea of traveling solo and if you had traveled solo or if you had gone on like a vacation just you but we've no I mean I've not had the opportunity as far as I can think of holidaying alone uh would you be okay to do that? I don't know. But bearing in mind, I do kind of... I have chosen to portion quite a lot of my time being alone. Yeah. Only child and then doing art-related stuff. So the aloneness is something that I do... You don't have any, any siblings? No. Uh-oh. I do crave, as we spoke about last episode with the solitude yeah. the, uh, thing. So... But I also know from experience that I don't need a lot of aloneness before I start sort of filling that time or making the most of it so the idea of vacationing alone i think was almost i found my partner in my wife yeah who's also only child yeah um at least in her upbringing and such and our greatest joy is to experience something if i can say it alone together because we have that mindset where we sort of need a little bit of time to do that and then you do want to share it yeah so when we've traveled or when we've been to new places we've sort of seen it with both sets of eyes in a way Mm -hmm. um to be able to roam with eyes open to follow your will and what you would wish to do on your own yeah but also to have that 
that recourse that dare I say that's like safety net uh, from self to not get kind of lost in the experience because I think I'm currently reading a book by George Orwell one of his first books called Down and Out in London and Paris Paris and London about him being there in the 20s and 30s unless your life puts you at a point where you either are or wish to go into a period of change or transition and you you will allow the sense of uh, solo experience to change you or you will get lost in it and say whatever happens happens yeah um it's something that can be enjoyed in in a in a again i say a safe context because i mean how um i'd love to go for example to the caucasus mountains but i can't just say bye everyone i'm going now when you come back oh, i don't know i'm just going yeah uh, because then i'd also have to analyze the how's my language how can i climb how am i being outdoors like what's the national language situations there um it's probably a part of me that i would like to explore but i try and make the most of those moments of being alone alone on a daily and weekly basis yeah uh, plus i live in another country i've i i i i am in some ways traveling so when, alone so when you're out of the house you're traveling alone essentially in every yeah. day is like a every day you're shuffling i'm a i'm i'm a i'm a lone wanderer yeah in some respects all the time and i don't um i'm not uh letting that go to waste yeah because i think it's important i went to um Spain. That was last year, mm. so March 2018, mm. um, alone. Mm. Um, and then I met an older lady, mm. and she was also traveling alone. We mm. I stayed at an um, Airbnb yeah. in Alicante. Hey. hey, right next to a vegan bakery with oh, a lot of yeah. cakes. So, <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> when I went out for breakfast, I stopped at the bakery, had a cake or a piece of cake, an entire cake, and then had breakfast, and then I had another piece of cake, <laughs> and I kept repeating that every time I went out for a meal. Because they were so good, but I, anyway, I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I'm all about cake. Yeah, I love me some cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was traveling alone, and she had been talking to her husband. And I'm like, uh, I kind of want to travel alone. And I, she was, I think she was from England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, and she was like, Yeah, I want to travel alone, and just to see how it is and her husband like why don't you go alone 
Mm. Take a week, take like a long weekend, go somewhere, have mm. fun. So she was traveling alone. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. And she was like, I like this. Mm. And you're, you get another mindset when you're traveling alone to meet. Like, I, I'm an open guy and I like meeting new people. Mm. But when you travel all alone, you get another mindset. So, even though you're traveling alone, mm. you don't feel alone because mm. you're more open to talking to other people in ways you probably wouldn't do if you were traveling with a buddy mm. or, or with a friend or a partner. Mm. So... You kind of see things differently when you travel along. My father-in-law, who worked for his whole working life as a journalist and a photographer, mm -hmm. about four, year, four, four or five years ago, he's got my my wife uh, and then two kids in their um, kind of just about around their 20s. And he decided to have... Uh, travel around Eastern Europe and Southern Europe um, places he'd always intended to go mm -hmm. um, and he'd always wanted to try and do it on his own and he he took that trip that trip on his own with really? notebooks some clothes his camera and that I think served a hugely revitalizing thing for him it was yeah. it was like you say with this lady you met like she I, I, I could tell she was having the time of her life yeah. because she did something she wanted to do for so long mm. but was scared to do it and then her partner pushed her to do it because mm. he probably saw how bad she wanted to do mm. it and uh, that's great to hear good for yeah. partners encouraging the other partner to do something unrelated trust is a big deal right um i think that uh, it it sounds like you go into a place as you described really nicely that frame of mind i'm not the best in small sort of semi-social situations i'm not i'm not a hugely sociable person in a lot of ways neither am i uh but in put me somewhere I've never been before and I deeply want to try and be respectful and humble and listen and see yeah. and and soak it up yeah. and see how to uh, learn something from it. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't traveled that extensively, maybe not as much as I could have or should have, but I don't have any. I wouldn't change any of the things that I've done. The most off the beaten track I've got was again with my wife when we went on a honeymoon, and that was ending up in the middle of Montenegro, mm -hmm. where I remember we were on the bus and all the street signs had changed to Cyrillic. Neither of us read Cyrillic. Really? And... Uh, it was pre any tourism season and we kind of got off a coach and we just felt like 
we had no place being there at all, <laughs> which was great. But you can't be so, perhaps with what has come in sort of the travel tourism, let's not be uh, naive here. There was the thing called the Grand Tour for moneyed Europeans who from London and such in the 1800s would travel around Europe guided. They would experience, it was the done thing coming of age. They would study academia, they would travel to the great cities, they would experience the wilds of these other countries. That was the done thing. You yeah. could do it. It's it's not like travel tourism is a new thing. You still need to pitch up somewhere you haven't been before with respect and humility and and soak it up. So we did that and got on crazy old Soviet train lines, vaguely trying to figure out where we're... No one spoke in English. Hmm. Uh, we didn't speak enough um, to to really grasp anything either. And that was great. That was as far sort of off the beaten track as we've got. Yeah. Um, and that was thrilling and exciting. We think of it fondly. Um, some people never leave where the towns where they grow up. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean they don't have a rich life but i i really like the way you're suggesting this topic um i think it i've maybe given myself the opportunity for some of that in the later in the year because i've decided when we travel for christmas mm -hmm. uh across country i decided i will not fly i will take the train for many reasons to where to uh, north of Oslo. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, just me. Are the rest of the no, family? They're flying because okay, yeah. they go up before me. So I'm going to then travel by train on my own. Train is pretty cool, though. I'm looking forward to it. So that's kind of a nice thing where I will, again, like you can get a bit in the box. I have to be not scared of doing stuff on my own yeah. when I'm not. Cool being super dad trying to sort of hold the kids hands and look after them and be with my wife and and yeah i can manage to maybe do some things on my own yeah um and it sounds sort of simple and easy to say but it's i think it's i'm i'm looking forward to at least having that time to travel and look and think how far from oslo Is it where you're going? Um, it's another hour and a half north. So it's on like the train. So it's like nine and a half hours with train. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I, I think Oslo around. is around eight. Yeah, and then it's an extra bit. So it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, train rides are fun. Yeah, I'm also going to be delivering a massive painting to a customer over there. So I will be taking that painting on the train. So then I will be... At no extra cost. Art man. Delivering art. Art no-nose boundaries. No-nose, nose no boundaries. No-nose boundaries. <laughs> My art has no-nose boundaries. Really? Yeah, I will make art with no-noses. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, what else can we add into the solo traveling? Be safe. Be safe. That's true. Yeah. 
Um, maybe kind of in, I think the generation slightly might be a bit younger than me or us, if I want to bracket it like that. Uh, the sort of the gap year thing came up very much as a big thing in England after school and before uh, any further study or work that people would take a year out and travel. Yeah. And it was kind of just like, that's what you did. Like we said, with the Grand Tour. Um, I mean, you still got to... Anthony Bourdain, the chef and writer, said if he could give one tip to anybody, it's travel as much as possible to learn and be humble and to see how other people live and spend time in their world. Uh, I think you still have to... Yeah. See the... Appreciate the gravity with which you're moving. Uh, more often than not, from where we're talking about it, from a privileged position to be able to choose to do or go somewhere yeah. on your own. Yeah. Because I think if we look around at a lot of other parts of society and different... Uh, industries and people doing a lot of different things there's people here from all over the world and there's people all over the world from all other places and not all of those are out of a oh i'd quite like to go and visit that place and yeah. put my feet up for a bit people go for work yeah and often they work alone to earn money to afford to live their life or to save money for other family members or to do stuff like that so i think that traveling movement alone thing is uh i think it's a pretty important thing to give a fook about yeah i one time when i was going back home mm. uh, i was driving uh and then like after one hour of driving mm. there was a guy standing on the side of the road and he was hitchhiking and he was traveling alone He was from Russia. Russia. And from the Russia. Mm, the mother country. Yeah. Um, stay away for all my vodka. <laughs> my good friend Vadim will be listening to this and he might be slightly offended by that. <laughs> he won't be offended by me saying that there is a very good Russian joke about a hedgehog and a squirrel. Uh, but that would make him smile and probably any Russians, but nobody else. <laughs> I want to hear that when I'm done here. Right. Um, no, he was... He had a um, travel agency. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a look at Norway. So he left his um, girlfriend at home right. with their, like, six dogs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> he traveled alone to Norway. And then he just hitchhiked around Norway. Wow. He didn't speak any Norwegian mm -hmm. he barely spoke English so we were just Google translating back and forth and he wanted to say so many things he was so excited about everything but he couldn't like express himself yeah so he like tried saying something in Russian and just getting excited yeah just like he was so <coughs> excited to say just everything mm. But we had to talk back and forth with Google Translate. I like you. 
<laughs> Basically. Tr- trees are good. <laughs> Where is your pickled fish? Pickled fish. Russian joke, please. Uh, it's only funny because of the words and the rhyming mm-hmm. in Russian. Okay. Um, this will be but, the first time on Tufuk's podcast, mm-hmm. a Russian joke. Yeah, as far as we know. <laughs> we haven't told any Russian jokes before, have we? No, but you never know what's funny in another country. True. They might think eating half a watermelon before bed is like... The, ha, ha, uh, ha. Oh, not again. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, Vadim, I apologize if I get this wrong. Um, but it goes something along the lines of there's a hedgehog and a squirrel. And bear in mind there's rhyming. The... Uh, oh, crikey. This is going to be terrible to listen back to for anybody listening. <laughs> the hedgehog has a knife in its ass, sadly. <laughs> that and the squirrel says to the hedgehog, in rhyming, it's funny, haha, you've got a knife in your ass. And um, the <laughs> hedgehog turns around to the squirrel and says... Uh, Ha ha, you've got an anchor in your ass. Um, and it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> and the hedgehog finds it funny, I think, because <laughs> it tells the squirrel that even uh, the squirrel says, hey, but that doesn't rhyme. And then the hedgehog says, yeah, but you can't take the anchor out. Babumch. In Russian. Babushka. Babushka. Uh, so something along like that. Yeah. So I will be expecting a long and lengthy Russian explanation as to why I told that badly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. You will. Yeah. So for all our listeners thinking now as they do whatever they do with their beautiful day. Should man, I, I wish I was I traveling. Travel alone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey. I'm going backpacking for six months. Look after the kids and the dogs and the house and the mortgage. And send me money. And send me money. I'm going to Mongolia. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing... I'm. It'll be interesting how people respond to it. Um, I know that our, one of our listeners in Portugal yeah. seems to live a very remote outdoorsy life. Yeah. Um, I wonder what she feels about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is she in that space of aloneness, or would she? What, what would she like to do? Um, wherever you are, whatever you do, would you give a fuck? Give a fuck. <laughs> would you harbour the idea to do something else, travel a little bit, uh, or see where there's the opportunity for that mental travel? Mental on travel. a daily basis mm-hmm. mm, we are cosmic travelers uh as a wise man once said a change is as good as a rest and it doesn't have to happen for a long time it can just be a short moment and you can snap back to reality and go oh you know what i can i can do something different here with the same sort of setup 
We yeah. talked about that on mm. the holiday episode as yeah, well. For sure. Or for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I drink my cold coffee. Coffee. Mm. Give me a score, you big Fook Titan. <laughs> Traveling solo. Mm, I want to say 8.5. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to echo you. I'm going to say 8.5 because I yeah. think it's a lovely thing to consider. Yeah. And from an ethical eco point of view please consider traveling in the most environmentally friendly ways if possible yeah if it ain't possible don't beat yourself up i don't mind but if it is possible look into it yeah it might take a bit longer probably going to be a lot cheaper have a look have a look have a look have a look like greta thunberg give a folk have a look Greta Thunberg. She was in called to Santiago to a big climate meeting. She gets so much shit this day. And then they moved the destination of the climate meeting from Santiago to Madrid. She refuses to fly because of environmental reasons. So she posted on her Twitter, can anyone give me a lift? So she's basically backpacking on boats to get from Santiago in Chile to Madrid in Spain within the space of about a week. Hmm. Why not? Yeah. It's going to be a much better trip. Yeah. My kids have been watching a program uh, which I think was made in France in the 80s called, in Norwegian, it's Der Vine Gang. The, oh, ah. the, the animation yeah. thing. Yeah. We yeah. watched that in like first, second, third. Hmm. I think they made it in collaboration with Belgian TV and Norwegian TV and French TV and English TV. So it might be called uh, Once Upon a Time in English. Once Upon a Time. Come come sit down, lad. Bring your tea. I love those movies. It's insane. It also draws a lot of attention towards the travel thing and the movement of people from one place to another. And as though Lady Serendipity was whispering in our Fook ears like the breeze upon the mountain tops, the topic I was going to choose today fits so nicely with the with what you chose mm-hmm. and also with that segue, because I thought as time trundles on and the good ship Fook makes its way, time traveling, <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to figure it out at some yeah. point. In fact, we've all figured it out, but just don't tell anyone. Uh-huh. Um, is to pick topics from the intro to make sure we've covered stuff that we always said we'd cover. Yeah. And one of the first topics that ever kind of resonated that we put in the intro, but we've never talked about... Films from the 1930s? Not films from the 1930s. A bit more relevant today, but I will do that one. Okay. Is migration. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I thought that was so relevant was namely because human migration... And this podcast wouldn't be possible without the idea of migration. It originally came from the idea of watching animals migrate, but it gradually became considering the idea, in a way out of frustration for people getting worked up about uh, fixed ideas of national identity. That was kind of the, the breaker point where... The idea of sharing of culture comes from movement and it comes yeah. from exchange and it comes from humility. It comes from learning. It comes from not wanting to change, but 
learning to adapt. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we migrate. I have migrated from one country to another. Um, You will be migrating to another place. And as the... I think as people, we're very good at getting into cycles that are perhaps imposed upon us, again, by work and things people do, socio-cultural stuff, yeah. Can you migrate from <coughs> from one city to another city within your country? I think so. Do you look on that, like... I think socio-cultural migrating? migration. Yeah. You can talk it country, you can call it seasonal, you can call it yearly, biannual. I think with what the word migration, what I mean is birds or animals migrate for climate and food cycles through the air. Human migration is a big statement and a thing of our time mm -hmm. where people are either displaced through unrest or um, war or difficult political situations. Or, on the other end of that, they are in an affluent, privileged situation where they can choose yeah. to move around, either by air travel or on their boats or on their yachts or... Yachts. Yachts. Uh, or they can go a-wandering. They can drop off the map and do neither. Yeah. <coughs> And uh, if we talk about the the era that we're in, which is in some circles called the Anthropocene era, it is the era in which humans have imposed upon the earth a net of being. Sorry, Alex Gray, for using that term in perhaps a non-positive sense. But the net of being in terms of human activity spreads across the globe to an extent where we are in different ways either being forced to move or choosing how to move. Yeah. And very rarely do we consider the staying still, but I think it makes the staying still more important as well. Yeah. Um, the gra uh, uh, And I will articulate that and then I will hand the foot baton to you. But I will articulate that with something that I've struggled with as moving to another country and then you have to assess your psychology am I English am I Norwegian I'm not Norwegian I was English I have Englishness I've learned things here but then you're somewhere in between and perhaps what Anthony Bourdain was referring to with the travel as much because you blur the boundaries and you get to that phrase the grass isn't greener on the other side you realize that a lot of what is actually of value and important to you, you are taking with you. And that's not something to impose upon the place that you come to. It's something to add into, something to take a fresh look at the things that make you you yeah. in the light of where you find yourself. Yeah, And the more you do that, the more that process can maybe develop. Within yourself, do you think about then? Yeah. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. That might not happen. You might not give yourself the opportunity to do that. You might be too busy. You might be distracted. But ideally, you end up on a little place here, there, or anywhere, and you open your eyes and you 
stay a bit quiet and you try and understand what is happening there and what has made the people there who they are. Do you think it's... Or of course, it's a privilege, but do you think it helps you develop as a person to go live in another country for a longer period of time to see different cultures and how people behave on a daily basis and I think yes in a certain sense yeah because you the uh, more you experience the more you grow within yourself but if you're not that kind of person who wants to do it it will be more like like a um negative experience or something undefined in the middle yeah and the, so goes the old phrase which i won't do correctly but no matter where you go you're still you yeah so i mean there is certainly worth and benefit in the movement and the travel and as you said the the looking at and learning how other people live where they live it's perhaps useful if you can apply that back to some of the lessons you're trying to learn yeah for yourself but don't you think you would change a little bit without maybe knowing it if you mm. travel or migrated to someplace else instead of just living where you grew up yeah i i i think it would be you. you're you're still you yeah. but you will develop in another way if well, you were staying where well, you grew up so that's the funny one because if we go by the sort of the physics of every cell in the body reproducing every seven or eight years yeah essentially i now am made of atomic structure from here as opposed to in england true so i am now a totally new person after having moved to norway mm-hmm in 2011 true so what is it of me that is of my upbringing yeah and surely in that time not only has there been the physical cell regeneration but what what is it that i've that i've learned what is it that i've gathered and i would say specifically to stavanger that i'm very grateful because it does seem to be a very microcosm example of a lot of european sociocultural trends yeah. which does allow for you to study a little bit of how people are and what they do and what their movements are and what their tastes are both rurally and in an urban setting yeah um again my my traveling is not wide enough or broad enough to be able to speak of places i would be interested to go which would be places like as i say rural like caucasus mountains or morocco or istanbul or oh, name somewhere <clears throat> i mean it'd be interesting to see any of these places yeah um i always wonder what it would be like to go to hokkaido in 
northern Japan. Yeah. I doubt that'll ever happen, but maybe. Swedenson in Sweden? Huh? Sweden? Swedenson. Swedenson. I can maybe I can aim for that. Yeah. Aim for the stars. Yeah. Aim for Swedenson. You never know. <laughs> um and yeah. Again, I think it's worth saying kind of culturally, like why do we migrate? Why do we go different places? And I know that we both are not alone having found ourselves at different points in our lives in places because of chains of events and human stories that have linked us into different trajectories. And not least that my dear mum at the stage of life she is in finds herself in this very special place which would never have been something she naturally through her stories would go visit yeah would have found herself and so there does carry some sense of responsibility and also a lot of the people I've met here in this city and in the past few years have come from farther flung places than I ever would have met in my home city in England yeah Uh, so Spanish and Italian and from New Zealand and Australia and maybe because this place has the notion notion of a port city and its industries have brought different people but it's it's opened my eyes yeah um I want to make sure that I'm an interesting part of those people's lives. Yeah. As well. Um, There's good people everywhere. It is. And it seemed to meet more and more good people. Probably because you're more open to meeting new people. I hope so. I, I hope so. I sometimes feel like I'm really hard on other people in hypothesis in yeah. theory because when i'm working in general on, when i'm when i'm working on theory ideas or trying to develop stuff to do with philosophical structures or written work you kind of work in the abstract you're thinking if i assume this structure about a part of a, a society and how it functions how can i comment upon it yeah. how can i be critical of it how can i be complimentary about it so often i'm in that frame of mind yeah. But in the face-to-face, out and about, on the whole, I mean, people are, I think people deserve a lot more good in their lives than maybe they expect for themselves. Yeah. And I hope I kind of try and give a bit of that. Yeah. I'm one guy. I'll do and what I'm I can. One, I'm one guy You're too. One, we're together with two guys. Yeah, we're two fooks. We're two fooks, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Uh, any more to add to that? Um, no, I don't think so. No. Not at this point. Shall we rate it? We should rate it. Migration as a topic, sociocultural, animal-based, learning and development of the human experience. It's a deep one. I'm going to say nine. I'm going to say nine too. Um, have you got a little city, city, local, local, lifestyle, lifestyle tip 
Yep. Lay it on me. A value item. A value item. I've started journaling. Oh, cool. On my phone. Oh, cool. You so hip. You so trendy. Every day and every night. <laughs> every day I'm journaling. Every day I'm journaling. Uh, I woke up. I ate an apple. <laughs> it's uh, an app called Five Minute Journal. Okay. Every time you open it, yeah. you get a quote. Huh? And once a week, you get a, um, a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then you have three... I have to open it. Yeah, come on. Lay it on me, big boy. (laughs) Let's see. Five-minute journal. So you have three lines. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. What will make today great? Also three things. And a daily affirmation. Mm -hmm. And at night, you have three amazing things that happened today. Mm -hmm. And how could I have made today even better? Wow, nice. Just a short thing and you can add pictures. Yeah. It's basically, it makes me think we should should make a two Fooks app. That would be cool. Yeah. What to give a Fook about today? Yeah. Ping! Ping. Reminder. Today's Fook topic. Yeah, apples. Apples. Films of the 1930s. But that's Scented cool. candles. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad for you. That's nice. And yeah. also, it's manageable. You're sort yeah. of. You're not saying you're gonna sit and write for an hour. Ten A4 sides. Yeah. On uh, the nature of your cup of tea. Yeah. Which would be fascinating, of course. Yeah. Which I'd read it. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. What's the app called again? Five Minute Journal. Five Minute Journal. Yep. Shout out to Five Minute Journal. I have it on Android. I'm not sure if it's on... It's probably on iOS as well. Apple. I am going to throw out something, again, serendipitously linked to what we've been talking about, which is, with my mum visiting, she is almost as passionate about sweet pastries and good coffee as I am. Mm -hmm. And we have really enjoyed, whilst she's been here hunting out some of the more diverse like baked goods and bakeries and stuff in the area and i've been bakery hunting cut in a way yeah uh, and i just want to make a point of saying as you're wandering around just root out places you haven't been before and particularly in stavanger i then noticed all of the I want to uh, other ethnic bakery spots, um, particularly one called Mid Uston Bakery, which is in town but slightly off the beaten track. Where is that? Um, just down from the law courts, just up from Breivarten. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, making the most incredible is ba- that baklava? Where the uh, that um, building right across or right next to uh, that? Um, Birkemo? Uh Yeah, up from there. Up yeah. from Sustanagrena, yeah. Birkemo, a little bit along from Placebo hairdressers. Yeah. Uh, it's there. Yeah. Stunning baklava. Baklava? S- yeah, the sweet, multi layered pastry soaked with honey and nuts. Hmm. Both vegan and with animal fat. They have two separate shelves, so you really? can choose. 
I have I I was speechless. Hmm. So beautiful. And then they also do beautiful baked goods. They do the borak, which is the potatoes stuff it's either like pastry with potatoes or with a white cheese or with spinach sometimes with meat if they do it and then we've gone around just uh to polish bakeries we've been to other norwegian bakeries and all of them per a spot the fooks will be right back after this short break Yeah, talking about the celebration of different cultural spots and different people in the cities, then it is just wonderful to think if you've got, I don't know, a pound or 10 kroner, that doesn't really translate, does it? No. Uh, 50 kroner uh, in your pocket. Grab something. Enjoy that. Yeah. It might be a traditional bakery that's been in the city for 100 years. It might be... Uh, people doing different stuff that has just started also little relevant shout out whilst we're here and now um i wanted to say thank you to the people who started the very new exciting vegetarian restaurant bellies bellies in the east of stavanger because i got to go to one of their launch things on saturday night um took my mom and well done them well done bellies important food themes they've all been working for it for years and it's really nice to see that place uh, appearing i'm excited to go there myself and contributing to the food scene yeah big thumbs up to bellies two thumbs up two thumbs up on one hand speaking of that if people want to get in touch how can they do that marius i'll tell you <laughs> they can find us on instagram mm-hmm. at two or they can find us on facebook hit us up two with three O's. Yes. Mm. Or they can send us an email. You know, you want me to tell you the address? I I would love to, actually. Yeah, it's uh, info. Is it? At twofooks.com. That is so helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, I'm hoping that all of our listeners, we're finding them in good form. Uh, it's kind of weird speaking to them on uh, within a small time period that they're going to hear it. For those dedicated listeners who listen diehard listeners and for those of you listening in some years time wow thank you for tuning in thank you for tuning in as time is not linear it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. Uh, so enjoy when you've enjoyed thank you for spending the time on this and as our respective fooking days continue we uh yeah we wish you a great day yeah thank you for listening oh thank you marius for the chat thank you for the chat Nighty-night. Chatal. 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 Nighty-night. Nighty-night. Good morning.